Welcome to Local Matters, the official Laverne podcast. I'm Ann Smith, Public Information Officer for the City of Laverne. Today I have with me City Planner Bo Logan. Bo has been working with the city since 2017. Thanks for joining me. Thanks. It's good to be here. So today we're going to talk about Planning Commission, which is one of our many boards and committees that we have, but it's one that really has a big effect on the uh, day-to-day operations and and really the overall plan for the city, right? It does. It does. So uh, any type of development, whether it's commercial, residential, industrial, um, anything that involves um, construction or changing the use of property, um, all the way down to uh, home, sometimes home additions or people that want to put in pools in their yard. Um, all that um, comes through planning. Um, the, the smaller residential stuff may not come to the full planning commission, but it, it comes through the planning office. Okay. So go into detail about the planning commission itself and what the commission does for our city. Okay. So uh, this planning commission has seven members. The... Um, the legislation that was passed by the state uh, probably in the 30s and 40s uh, that allows cities and towns to zone. So the state had to actually have, uh, they call it enabling legislation. So that legislation is what even allows um, Nashville or Murfreesboro or Laverne to have the power to zone. Um, so that's that's probably the one of the biggest things that this planning commission does um, is zoning for the city is zoning for the city. Um, that same legislation sort of spells out like how many members you can have. So I believe for a municipal planning mission, it's between five and 13. So uh, we have seven, a lot of cities our size have seven or nine mm-hmm. members. And then anyway. of course, one of them is the mayor and one of them is a, a selected. Alderman. One's the mayor and one has to be an elected official. Mm-hmm. Um, so here, you know, we call them aldermen. So there has to be, or alderwomen. So there has to be one elected alderman or alderwoman um, that sits on the board. So currently it's Carol Haas. Um, and when Mr. Coates was in the BOMA role, he was the official that served for uh, for BOMA. So it it can change with the election cycles. Anyway, so so yeah, our mayor likes to to be involved directly and and um, be there for the meetings, and that's that's good for the city too. So. So what is the planning commission? I mean, I know you said they focus a lot on zoning, but what is um what does that mean? What does zoning mean for citizens who who won't necessarily know what an R three is or what a C two okay. is? Yeah. So um, zoning is the classification, and there's a map that goes along with this, which we call the zoning map. So that classification is given to every piece of property in the city. Um, there's tens of thousands of parcels. We call a piece of land a parcel. So. Um, Laverne probably has 15,000 parcels. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say in that neighborhood, it might be 14 or 16, but somewhere in there. And so each parcel is zoned and that, that gives the owner certain rights. So if you're zoned residential, you know, one of those rights, uh, that's pretty obvious is that you have the right to, to build a dwelling or a house and live on that property. Um, commercial zoning which is most of Murfreesboro Road. I think all of Murfreesboro Road except 
a tiny part is commercial. And Waldron Road, um, you know, you think about restaurants, um, where Walmart's located, so Walmart's own commercial. So that gives commercial property owners certain uses that are allowed. They, the fancy term is called allowed by right. So allowed by right just means that if you want to build a house in an R1, um, it doesn't require a meeting necessarily with me. Uh, if it, Say that you had one piece of land and you owned an acre. Um, I don't have to, like, investigate or research it and, and give an opinion from the planning department um, on that house. So it's, it's, um, it's a use by right that R1 allows. So um, besides R1, we have R2, uh, which is just a smaller lot. So R1 minimum size is 15,000 square feet, which is a third of an acre. So think R1 is a third of an acre, and the R2 goes down to 10,000 square feet, which is roughly a quarter of an acre. And then after R1 and 2, we have R3, which is all the multifamily. So condos, townhouses, apartments would be R3. And then uh, there is an R4 designation, which is for mobile home parks. So... Um, and we have a few of those around town. So that's that'd be R4 zoning. And that covers um, R1, 2, 3, and 4 covers the residential. And so C2 is what's most common on Murfreesboro and Waldron. And um, on the zoning map, it's, it's a red color. So um, Walmart zone C2, um, a lot of, like, McDonald's, um, Burger King, uh, those types of establishments are, are C2. And then there is um, the Kroger Shopping Center. There is a C4 district that is currently called the Shopping Center District. Um, there's not a lot of it on the map. It's it's Kroger and a couple out parcels. Um, I think that Valvoline is still C4. Um, so it's not most of Mercer Road is C2, but the C4 is a different one, a different designation that was for larger shopping centers. Um, the Planet Fitness, actually, I just saw that one, which used to be, I believe, a food line, but that that's C4 as well. So, yeah. And then we have industrial as well, which is a, a good part of the interstate yeah. area. Probably the one closest to City Hall is the co-op. Mm -hmm. um, the largest industrial zoning. And, of course, they've been in here recently with um, an expansion, and they're, they're going to be building several buildings on that site. But, yeah, that's industrial. Um, you know, there's a lot of – there's so many products that move through Laverne. Um, I didn't know until I started working here just how much goes through this city. Um, it, just from a distribution standpoint, um, so you've got – I mean, some of the ones that we know about, but there's the, like, AutoZone, the Saks Fifth Avenue, um, then there's Cardinal Health, and... Um, Bridgestone Firestone. Yeah, there's just, I mean, then they built the Amazon um, facility after I got here in 17. I think it opened in about 2019, but... Um, and that's that's just scratching the surface, really, when you think about and it. That's an understatement. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I... Yeah, there, there's so much um, distribution warehouse, and it, I mean it's important for the whole Nashville region. Mm -hmm. So, so Laverne's a um, pretty integral part of that. 
what are the most common requests that the Planning Commission will see on their agendas? Yeah, okay, so one, um, almost goes without saying, would be new neighborhoods, so new subdivisions. Um, we've had a lot of those over the last several years. Um, I, of course, I guess some of the bigger ones are Carruthers Crossing, which is on Carruthers Road, and then Arbor Ridge, which is on Waldron, um, south of the interstate. Um, so those are two large developments. Um, of course, then you've got Lake Forest on this north side of town, and Lake Forest is really mainly developed out. Um, there's been some homes built um, in the last few years, but, but it's been uh, also a lot of townhomes in Lake Forest. So, yeah, new, new residential, which is new subdivisions and new townhomes. Um, we trying to think there's as far as actual apartments I think there's only been one development that was approved and that's uh, Jack Jackson Station on Old Nashville Highway which just opened in the last uh, about month and a half there's been other developers that would or that desired apartments but for whatever reasons those either the rezoning didn't go through or there was some infrastructure issue that the developer wasn't prepared for um there's a lot of reasons that things start out at planning and then they either defer or they get withdrawn but yeah we've had the one apartment complex and a few maybe more than a few townhome developments this month Blair Ridge is at the planning commission they were there in January and they'll be there again in February and that's on Blair Road and that's about 100 I think it's 120 townhomes on Blair Road, so um, it's not far from the end of Sam, Sam Ridley Parkway, but on the Laverne side. So, yeah, we do have a large townhome development coming through. So there's still a lot of residential. Um, it'd be interesting to see over the last, like, five years if residential and industrial requests are basically tied, because they might be. Um, there was a lot more space that was undeveloped in 2017 when I got here. Um it's amazing what has been developed. The Park 24 area, for instance, which is, so I just mentioned Blair Ridge. So right beside it is um, High, High Point 24. And that's that development is by a company named Panatoni. They're out of California. They build a lot in Middle Tennessee. But I think they put in like a million and 50, so just over a million square feet of um distribution warehouse space so you can see the if you're on i-24 or even across at bj's you can see that building that sits close to the interstate so that was all just vacant trees forested land not long ago um i remember when they started working on that it feels oh like it was goodness. it feels it was six yeah. months ago you know yeah and then i mentioned amazon earlier but the amazon land was not developed and then um, Park 24, which is the IC headquarters, um, all of the Park 24 area was the first project uh, at the end of 17, it would been in the mm -hmm. fall, that I've worked on. And people that are listening may remember, Mason Road, to me, looks like, I mean, it could have been in Gatlinburg. Mason Road, I went up there that first fall, and I drove it, and I didn't, I was like, is this still Laverne? <laughs> and it didn't take long, because, I mean... 
Laverne's a hot, hot place to develop, so they didn't, I guess it was the next spring they introduced um, the IC headquarters in Park 24, but yeah, I mean, we probably have had about an equal amount of industrial requests um, when you compare housing and industrial. And of course, the big news this last year has been BJ's, so that's been really great for the city, and um, it's brought you know more more shopping opportunities and um, a chance you know for people to shop more local and not have to drive to a, a wholesale club. Um, so yeah, BJ's has been had a great impact on the city. It's a big asset. So that's it's neat to drive by uh, BJ's and see that that was another area that was just. You know, it was sitting empty. They'd used it. They'd quarried rock out to help, you know, build I-24 years ago, and it just sat vacant. So, yeah, I mean, I can go down just about any road, it seems like, and see stuff that... One there before. Just <laughs> five or six years ago was just, you know, either a field or, you know, a forest or something. But, yeah, it's... it's and I know it's happening in a lot of areas in Middle Tennessee, but, um, yeah, it's it's been really strong growth in Laverne. So when someone comes to planning commission and they present you with a site plan or a land use plan or what, whatever they're presenting to planning commission, is there something that the planning commission is looking for before they give? Because I know they give favorable and unfavorable recommendations to the board. So like, what are they looking for with site plans? And That's a really good question. So on, on Murfreesboro, on Waldron, the... There's an architectural overlay district, so the um, the planning commission is um, they're very serious about the overlay and and they take it seriously. And um, for those projects that come in with a site plan that are in the overlay, um, there's you know a whole another set of rules. Uh, there's certain materials they can't use on the site um, and materials that th that can't be on the building. Uh, there's an 80% brick requirement on the front of every new building that's built, and then a 50% on the sides. And, so, that's, and that's for keeping things looking cohesive there around you go. the city. And yeah. Yeah, and um, it, it really makes the, the curb appeal of the city look a lot better. Um, and um, aesthetically, it, it improves the look of of our main highways um there's a landscaping component of course um every site even if it's not say on murfreesboro or waldron every site plan has to put in landscaping but the landscaping requirement really steps up in the overlay um a lot more trees required a lot more plantings and that sort of thing um and landscaping really goes a long way toward making everything look but you know it's amazing just what a few trees can do versus a site that's maybe 20 or 30 years old that doesn't have any trees. Mm -hmm. um, so that's part of the overlay. Um, so there's the exterior requirements. Um, the, the ordinance calls for brick, stone, or masonry. So there are some masonry products um, that are also allowed. Uh, one of them is used at the Thorntons. I just thought of that. It's, it's kind of worth bringing up. So the Thorntons, if you drive by or even if you walk up and go in the building, if you just look at their walls, you think, oh, it's this is a brick building. It's it's kind of related to brick in that it's masonry, but it's um, a product called Nichiha, and it is a masonry product, and it's it's very durable. It's made with concrete. Uh, it's heavy, 
and then they can design the pattern on the outside of it to mimic any color or brick formation that you would want. So, so it's not real brick. It's it's not what you think of of like traditional brick, like you know each each um, brick being laid by a mason uh, or or some skilled labor. It's it's put up in panels, but again, it's got a really nice look and. Don't think we've seen it uh, again, but I expect to see it again at some point. But Thornton's was the first user that wanted to, to put that up. Um, but it's it looks like a great product. I know um, throughout the country, I've, I've seen some Walgreens that are using it um, and have been for a while. Um, so it makes sense. I mean, it's kind of a meet-in-the-middle mm-hmm. um, product because paying the labor to lay each individual brick, it's extremely costly. And then there's the price of the brick itself, which is costly. So if you can get a product that looks, you know, you almost from the street, you can't tell the difference. So it's helping them get the building up faster. It's it's less expensive, but it's still giving the same benefit. So, yeah, that's it's fun to work with the different products and see what, because technology is changing, and, like, that product didn't exist mm-hmm. 10 years ago. Um, so it's neat to see what they come up with. Um, to do that. So, yeah. You mentioned uh, favorable, unfavorable. Yeah, that was Okay, so next. that, um, and again, all this comes from state laws from years ago, but on a rezoning, the, the rezoning by state law has to go to the legislative body after the planning commission. So, BOMA is the final decision maker on all rezoning. So, that recommendation is, is just positive or negative from the planning commission so they're not it's actually assen- approving it yeah it's essentially the planning commission saying we think this would do exactly. well they met the punch list they did yeah. all the things that we requested of them and we think it would be a benefit to the city or vice versa yeah they didn't meet the punch list or i guess maybe that would prevent them from even going to boma but um you know possibly you, now there are people um developers that want to press on even if they get a negative on a rezoning and that does happen. It's it's not unheard of. Um, generally, if you get a negative from the planning commission, the BOMA will also give it a negative vote. Uh, but there have been just a handful in years, um, in, and in other cities I've worked in where the, it gets a negative at planning, but then it squeaks out that extra vote. Because here there's five on the BOMA, so a three to two if they can get three yeses, um, then that's that will pass it, uh, pass the rezoning. So, so planning commission is kind of like that, the front gate, yeah, so to speak. Of you know, we're the ones who said everything's been met, all the requirements are met, and we think this yeah. is going to be a benefit to the city. Yeah, and and then there's other, you know, it's it's like each these companies because um, sometimes it's not just one developer; it's a larger company. Uh, but they all have different personalities because we've worked with companies that are like, well, okay, we got a negative, but maybe the vote was like five to two mm-hmm. or maybe it was four to three. And they were like, well, we got, we know that we had three people that voted for it. So we'll just take our chances and go on to the next level. And like I said, on occasion it'll work out, but I would say upwards of 90% of the time, if it's a negative recommendation out of this body, it's, it turns out to be negative, but but yeah, now site plans and uh, plats for new houses or new subdivisions, 
those don't go to the next level. They're all decided here. So they can vote. Um, I'll just use, for example, the BJs. That did not have to go to uh, BOMA. The BJ's site plan was submitted to planning and then, of course, staff, engineering, planning, and um, utilities, we all review it, and then we send it to the planning commission, and then they went through the process. So um, if it's not involving rezoning, then the planning commission does make the final decision. Okay, so anything anything rezoning, that goes to the board, there but anything else pretty much stays within stays the Stays here, yeah. Okay. So they do decide on a lot of a lot of things, yeah. Um, I know right now one of your biggest projects that you've been working on for quite a long time, and I have a feeling you know what it's going to be, is the zoning ordinance. So because we're we're updating our zoning ordinance, so yeah. tell me how the planning commission is involved in that project. Okay, so um, the planning commission, um, one of their normal duties, whether we were redoing zoning or not, is to make recommendations on the zoning ordinance, either the current one or, in this case, the future one. So they make a lot of recommendations, um, work with staff. Um, they call us and they meet with us, and um, we talk about virtually all aspects of the city that come up in the zoning ordinance. Um, and so um, they take those recommendations, um, and then we look them over, and sometimes, sometimes if it's a simple recommendation like, um, I think we should increase our sidewalk widths, then that, you know, maybe that's just passed on to us and then we incorporate it into the ordinance. But, you know, if it's maybe talking about, um, you know, what are we going to do with um, the architectural requirements or what are we going to do um, with landscaping requirements? Um, for instance, there's there's always been a separation that has to happen between a new industrial like distribution center and say a street that's been there for 20 years right so there's always been they have to do uh, extra landscaping they have to put in a buffer they can't move the building too close well of course uh, we've had a consultant to help us with it and so when the consultants um, wrote certain parts of that ordinance they brought in of course their experiences and, and what they've seen work in places um, that they've worked in the past so one thing that got in there um, into the new version, or I'll call it a draft since it's not adopted, just the draft version, was basically a 300-foot separation between the corner of any industrial building. So if Amazon built on a, on a lot, there had to be 300 feet between their wall and the next property line that's residential. And the old ordinance was much less than 300. So... Um, one of the members on the planning commission was reading that part and caught that and they were like that's a lot <laughs> so we started looking at that um, and it is a lot because they're basically I know I'm using Amazon but it could be a lot smaller company if they found a site to build and now they've got 300 feet that they're basically having to say okay I'm just going to like donate this 300 to not to the city on paper but i mean you're donating it to landscaping and landscape buffer and trees um so we we worked on that one to find a better number um but we know nothing is not good and we know 300 is a lot so we're, we're in that 100 to 200 range um, where's so that th middle ground yeah. yeah so that was an example um 
the planning commission really helps set the tone for how they want to see the city coming together in in the new zoning ordinance yes it's i guess um some of them would say vision their vision for yeah the city. vision yeah um they definitely are helping um the city in the future with this new ordinance and they're also using the ordinance to to um sort of meet their wishes or or what you know what they want the future of learn to look like so um the ordinance is the tool to do that is there anything else about the planning commission that's just like super interesting that you think would be oh wow good to talk about or i i can say this i don't know that it's like super interesting but the state does require education for every planning commissioner and it's it's on an annual basis so every plan, oh so continuing education yes okay so and the state's required that for many years but each sitting member of the planning commission has to have a minimum of four hours of training every year and uh, it can be on a lot of different topics um we're already in the planning stages because we like to do it in february and the planning commission likes the winter time so ours will be the end of february um february 24th it's a saturday and we always do them saturdays but yeah so that staff puts on that training for our we generally do uh yeah so the city attorney will come and um or someone from the city attorney's office so we'll have an attorney there to go over a lot of the legalities and legal questions and things that come up and that's generally for that four hours um that generally takes an hour or longer just the legal aspect so um yeah, staff does. Uh, our office helps put it on, and then um, Gary Lyde in the engineering office and the city attorney. And this year, Alex Thompson is um, is set to give a stormwater presentation. So yeah, we kind of all together uh, put put the training on. So it's that's sort of something that the public may not know. That's awesome. Yeah, that keeps our commission com- commissioners. Commi- yeah, planning commissioners. That, yeah, that puts our planning commissioners know, in it. I, that sets them up for, yeah. <laughs> I call them commissioners sometimes. Um, I'm like, I, it's like right? I don't think it's commissioners. Well, that's good. That that puts our um, that puts our planning commissioners in a, sets them up for success. That's yeah. what I'm trying to get out of That's me. good. That's, yeah, it's true. <laughs> well, great. Well, I want to thank you so much for joining me today. We've been talking with city planner Bo Logan. For more information on the planning commission or the planning department, visit LavernTN.gov. Until next time, I'm Ann Smith. Thanks for joining us. Thanks.